This is The Hair Loss Files, the podcast where we get super real about all things female hair loss. My name's Kimberly, your androgenic alopecia bestie and founder of Luster Hair. We're on a mission to break the stigma of female hair loss and take back our confidence. And lucky me, I get to spend this time chatting to you. We're all on this crazy wild ride together. So let's get into it. Welcome back to the Hair Loss Files podcast. I'm super happy to be here. Now, I need to be conscious because we video record these as well. So um, I know I've got a camera looking at me. So and I've got like notes because this episode, I really needed to write some things down because we are circling back to the topic of hair loss treatment. It's something I'm super passionate about. I've got a lot to say about hair loss treatments as someone who literally went through every, basically every treatment known to woman and I guess mankind as well. So today we're talking about hair loss treatments and basically like the punchline of it is, should I give up on my hair loss treatments? Now, I know how you're feeling. If you are in, if you're in the thick of it at the moment, if you're in the thick of losing your hair, your hair thinning, your texture of your hair is changing, it is a scary place to be. And for me, I only speak from my own experience. I'm obviously not a medical doctor or any sort of medical professional, but I am someone who has spoken to hundreds of thousands of women and interacted with women all over the world who are experiencing things like hair loss, androgenic alopecia, hair thinning, genetic thinning, alopecia areata, or different types. And a real common thing that we say is the most scary thing is that we feel completely out of control. We can't control how much hair we're losing. We can't control how much hair we're regrowing. It's just that is what scares us the most. That's what scared me the most because it's like I can try all of these treatments. I can do all of these things, but there's no guarantee that this is going to work. Like for example, if you get like an ear infection, you can be pretty much guaranteed that once you take your course of antibiotics, the infection and the and the bacteria will go away. Whereas with something like hair loss, it's something that has you know so many moving parts to it. There's so many things we navigate through. There's so many different factors like genetics or you know uh, surgeries or illness or th- you know just DNA. There's just so much. So it's just like you can try all of these treatments and it's sort of like a rite of passage. Like of course you want to try the treatments because what about if something does work for you? You're not going to know unless you try it. I'm speaking from my perspective, which is which is androgenic alopecia, like female, like genetic hair loss, female thinning. And this all started when I started. So I started losing my hair when I was 19 years old. I had um, a dear friend of mine passed away and it triggered uh, three months after um, his passing, it triggered my hair to just start thinning. And I didn't really notice it at first because I had so much hair. So when I was growing up, I would, like hairdressers would complain about my hair because it was so thick and there was so much. And it was at sometimes it was unmanageable. I remember my mom used to like oh, sigh when she knew that she would always 
She would always blow dry my hair. It would just be like a task because it would take hours to get my hair, you know, looking a certain way. Um, so when I when my hair started shedding, it wasn't until maybe three months after it was shedding for three months that I really like gathered it up and thought, oh my gosh, like where is my hair? Like it's half there. And that was what spired me into this journey of trying and testing every single treatment known to mankind, womankind, I don't know what we're going with today. Um, so I guess like the first thing that I started trying was, you know, your usual like hair loss, hair growth shampoos. So I went to my hairdresser and they put me on like Nioxin shampoos, um, which is a brand Nioxin. It's like a three to four step formula, shampoo, conditioner, spray and leave-in treatment, uh, serums. And it has like a peppermint, um, ingredient in there so when you're putting it on your hair it feels very tingly and it feels like oh something is working and you feel all this sense of hope so that's the thing with every new treatment that I tried I had this sense of oh finally I think I've hit the nail on the head I think I've found what is actually going to work for me and then you know you'd give it a good go you know you'd do everything according to the instructions you'd do it for months and months and months and then to no avail and then you feel like hopeless again and then you're back on Google, back in a spiral. I was taking every single vitamin. I went and saw trichologists who were specialists for like like uh, hair, dermatologists. Uh, you know, it was always the same things. You know, I was given like, I was on so many different vitamins. I had blood tests done. I was low in iron. So we thought that, you know, once my iron levels went up, like that would help. I was having um, iron injections at the time and they inject it into your butt and it leaves this stain. And I remember like it just took maybe a year for like the staining to go away. Um, so yeah, they were quite strong, but you know, that didn't work. Lots of B vitamins, vitamin D, like Googling like what vitamins and like nutrient deficiencies can uh, contribute to hair loss. And these are all the things like I was even on prenatal vitamins. Uh, even though I wasn't planning to be pregnant. Other vitamins are, I was on like heavy, like strong biotin, zinc, uh, all different things, a bunch of herbal remedies. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like there's, there were, you've seen vitamins, like hair, skin and nails, like different, different collagen things, so many. And honestly, none of them worked and because I was taking so many if one of them did make a difference I probably wouldn't have noticed which one it was because I was literally taking like you know 12 different pills every day like and I'm pretty sure that it was just coming out in uh, the waste to be honest and spent so much money on high quality you know organic non-synthetic vitamins to get the best quality I changed my diet to try and you know you know putting more iron having like I I went insane I went insane I was having like specific smoothies for hair loss you know I went vegan um like plant-based to you know try and like heal my gut I was doing so many things, none of this worked. And it wasn't like I was just trying it for a few weeks. Like I was trying this for years, for years. 
And all I could notice was every time I look in the mirror, my hair was either the same or a new little thinner patch was forming. And it was like, it used to be my left side was the bad side. And so it was like, okay, well I can just part it to the right. And then it would start creeping over to my right side. And then like my middle part, and it was just getting significantly more difficult to style my hair in the morning. You know, it was such a stressful time and I'm sure that stress was not a good contributor to hair loss. Um, but you're just in this cycle because you're losing hair and then you're stressing about it. And it's like, don't stress about your hair loss because you'll lose more hair. So it's this vicious cycle and you go round and round and round. And honestly, if you looked through my Google history search, it was so, it was bleak. It was not good. It was just all about hair loss, hair loss treatments, Uh, success stories about hair loss, celebrities with hair loss, how to cover up hair loss, what oils are good for hair loss, you know, what shampoos are the best ones, Uh, surgeries, like, you know, can you, or, you know, injections, all these things, all these things, different doctors who promised the world, trichologists, and spending so much money. And that's the thing, like when you're feeling this way, you will do anything, anything to grow your hair back. You will try anything and you're feeling so out of control, so desperate, and just like the world as you knew it is falling apart. I didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to go to social events. I didn't want to go to like, yeah, events where I had to like dress up and what was I going to do with my hair? Like, okay, I've got this like amazing outfit, but my hair is going to look like absolute crap. So it was just such, it caused such anxiety because I'd be looking at everyone else's hair around me. Why is no one else going through what I'm going through? Why am I the only one losing my hair? You know, girls my age, like they weren't thinking about hair and hair loss, like they've never had a problem with it. Like, why, why am I going through this? Like I'm 21 years old. This should not be at the forefront of my mind. You know, I tried to cover it up with hair extensions. I tried to do so many different things, but it was just getting thinner and thinner on top. And I feel like the more I focused on it, the more I noticed it as well. Whereas it's funny now because I don't focus on my hair at all anymore and I don't really notice it. So I am convinced, I am 100% convinced that it is your brain playing a little bit of part in. I'm not saying that you don't have hair loss, absolutely. Like I definitely have hair loss. I've got so much hair that's fallen out of my head and it hasn't grown back. But the way that I perceive it now is so different. I'm so calm about it. I'm so at peace with it. There's other things going on in my life that I'm more focused on, but my hair isn't one of them. And I feel that because I've sort of like hypnotized myself out of constant thought about my hair loss. And I I know that that's really what freed me from this. Um, let's go into what else um, I tried. Actually, while we're on the topic of like oils and vitamins and and all of that there was this study about rosemary oil and that's something I definitely did try as well um I've got some notes here where so they did a rosemary oil study just to look at how it 
had an impact on hair loss. So all the participants were male. So I'm just going to put that out there. Um, and the study was just, was it's looking if rosemary oil was as effective as minoxidil. So we all know minoxidil, Rogaine, like it's the, you know, I guess the chemical like drug that, you know, one of the side effects of it was hair growth. So they sort of bottled that up and sold it at uh, chemists and drugstores. So so the two test groups, they so some of them were using minoxidil or rosemary oil, and it was a regiment for six months. Okay, so this is what happened. The result of this study really just found a 5% difference in the hair growth. So you wouldn't even be able to notice this visually. It is so minor. It would, it would sort of be like a little bit of like fluff kind of thing. So, and they also, this study didn't take into account the natural hair, like cycle of hair, like the three, what happens, like hair growth, hair fall cycle. So it, it just saw like, there was not really much difference between the two, but that sort of just goes to show that even the drug of minoxidil, like, yes, it can be effective. And there have been cases I've seen where it has helped to regrow hair. However, at the same time, that hair might have regrown anyway. So it actually depends on the cause of your hair loss. So if you're someone like me with androgenic alopecia, like just female pattern thinning, minoxidil is probably not really going to help me all that much. But if I was someone who was losing hair, like in the telogen effluvium style, maybe I went through a stressful couple of months or had a surgery or had a baby and had some postpartum hair loss, like using minoxidil, like that could potentially speed up the growth of hair that was going to grow back anyway. So it's really important to like look at everything and analyze and think about it. But there's also many side effects of things like minoxidil that that this is a reason why I didn't really commit to it. I had minoxidil in my bathroom and I was ready to use it. And I used it for, honestly, this is probably the only treatment I really didn't try because I only used it for about a week and then I just freaked out about it and got straight off because I just didn't want the side effects. Now, everyone is different, so you're going to have a different opinion. It's like, well, you know what? I'd rather have those side effects and have my hair. Whereas for me, I, I'm i a little bit fearful. I don't really like medication in a general, like at all. So the fact of like, just the idea of putting this chemical on my scalp twice a day, it just didn't really appeal to me. And then there were things like, you know, if you get pregnant, you got to come off it and then you'll lose the hair that you grew. And you know, what's, if, if that's happening, like what other things is it affecting in your body? Like it just wasn't something that I was really interested to go ahead with. And then there's research about minoxidil. It only really works between 13 and 63% of women. So you could go through everything and, you know, be using it, but then you might not be even getting results anyway. Um, and, and the results are really only for like, like, and, and, by the the term like it has worked for this these many women that might just be a little bit of like fluff 
So minoxidil, in my opinion, is never going to regrow your hair to thick, luscious locks that like a topper or wig can give you, for example. It might just give you a little bit more growth or maybe maintain the hair that you've got, which is another thing to consider. Um, but hair regrowth apparently only improved by a couple of like percent. So really, maybe it is much more effective for like maybe maintaining the hair that you have. And then that was what I was scared of with minoxidil because if I started taking minoxidil, for example, if I started taking it and I was maintaining the hair that I had, like if I ever had to come off it, you're going to lose all of that hair that would have naturally fallen out anyway. And that was sort of like, what scared me a little bit. It's like, what about if I have to come off it for whatever reason? And then I'm going to go through this significant shed that's going to take a massive mental anxiety toll on me. And I just was not prepared for, I just don't really deal well with like stressful situations. And I just was like, I don't want, I don't know if I want to willingly put myself in like this sort of stressful situation. Oh my goodness. Jump cut. I also tried laser cap therapy, um, like laser cap, like it was just a very expensive item to purchase at the time. This is when they were first coming out. So I think you can get them cheaper now, but honestly, like some people actually report increased shedding in the first like one to two months of using the cap because of like the way that it can have an impact on the hair growth cycle, sort of similar to minoxidil. You've heard of things like the dread shed, like when you first come on minoxidil, like you can lose hair that was going to fall out anyway, speeds up the process, can be similar to the laser cap. I personally didn't experience any of that. I used the laser cap for over a year. I had not one bit of improvement in my hair loss nothing I don't even think it like helped keep the head on my hair on my head um I think that like studies have shown that the laser cap was moderately successful and it's saying like 51% of participants with mild androgenic alopecia and 57% of participants with moderate or severe so that's quite good like you know you've got a 50 50% chance but it's sort it's still mild like improvements kind of thing similar to minoxidil you might get you know keep the hair have a little bit of, of fluff so you got to weigh up like are these things worth it maybe like you it's this is the thing like when i'm talking it's like yeah, like try all of these things. Like if you need to, like I did, I tried everything and nothing worked, which is, you know, what eventually led me to the holy grail of like toppers and wigs. So I guess like this message is like just a recap of my story, just so you can make an informed decision. It's like, of course, if you want to try all of these things, do it because you you need to, like sometimes you just got to get it out of your system but realistically if you think about it, at the end of the day like if one of these things was working we wouldn't be all here talking about hair loss if something was really working we wouldn't be here you know there's so many women losing their hair like if minoxidil did work which is a simple like thing you could buy from the chemist it just doesn't make sense that we're all still here rocking toppers and wigs of course but yeah, if we think about it, like the hair loss industry is a billion, billions of dollar industry just preying on us, like being vulnerable and willing to spend any money and do anything to regrow our hair. And it's just a money making machine. 
especially for something like androgenic alopecia, a female pattern hair loss, it's very unlikely that it's going to come back, unfortunately. Like I've just spoken to too many people. There are solutions to it. Obviously, you're on the Luster Hair um, podcast. Like obviously, toppers are amazing. I'm wearing one right now. Instant hair, mermaid hair. Um, and none of the stress of like side effects or anything like that. But at the end of the day, the hair loss industry is booming. It's a billion dollar industry just preying on us like to, you know, feel some sort of desperation to regrow our hair. And honestly, for me, if I could go back, I would have skipped all of this. Like in hindsight, knowing what I know now, I would have skipped all of this and just gone straight to hair wearing. It's the only thing that made me feel good about myself. The only thing that made me feel confident And the only thing that didn't make me stress about the outcome, because like you get the hair, you put it on, that's your outcome. There's no umming and ahhing. There's no, oh, maybe this will, it will work. Putting a topper on will work. Like there's no doubt. It's It's just, it's so different to like trying a drug or a vitamin. That's just my little opinion. I also did PRP injections, which is platelet rich plasma injections, where they take blood out of your body and inject it into your hair to stimulate hair growth. Um, There were some studies that showed an increase in hair thickness, but not an increase in the number of hairs on your head. So thicker strands, but not more hair. I personally didn't experience any of that. I don't know why, like where are these studies? Like who are these people who are getting results from these treatments? It makes me question. It's like, were they just going through telogen effluvium? Was their hair going to grow back anyway? there was another study done in 2020 that said that there was a people showed like showed 13.2% increase in hair density at five months. However, placebo treated scouts showed similar increase in hair density. So again, like the thickness of the hair. So is it in our mind? Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know if it's a bit of a conspiracy theory, like all of these things, but to me, All I know is I have spent hundreds and hundreds, actually I'd say thousands and thousands of dollars on hair loss treatments. And I guess at the end of the day, I understand why I went through trying everything. I understand why you're wanting to try everything. But if I can be a little voice of wisdom for you, you can try all of these things, but at the end of the day, it's, it's hard. I don't want to sit here and say they're not going to work because like, you know, it might work for you. You might be someone with telogen effluvia. And in that case, you don't need to spend all this money. Your hair's going to come back anyway. It's just how it is. You don't need special shampoos that have special ingredients. Um, just save your money, save your money. You don't need to go down this rabbit hole of trying treatments. If it's causing you significant stress and anxiety, that treatment after treatment after treatment is just not working, maybe slow down, take a step back, really reflect on it. What helped me the most with overcoming all of this was how I perceived my hair loss, my attitude towards losing my hair. I made a conscious decision to accept what I was going through and however this goes, I will be okay. 
there was a time when I was stressing. I'm like, okay, my hair loss is like this. If it stays like this, I'll be fine. But if I lose any more, I don't know how I'm going to deal with life. I don't know how I'm going to do life. However this goes, it will be okay for me. However this goes and just try and get into that space of acceptance, surrender. This is these are this is these are the cards I've been dealt. Can I change it? Well, maybe, but likely not. I don't have control over my hair loss. Whatever happens, happens. But what I can control is how I respond to it. Maybe a topper is going to be the solution for me. I speak about that a lot because that's why I started Luster Hair, because toppers changed my life. They changed my life. I have not thought about my hair loss in five years. I've not been sad about my hair loss for five years or more. I just haven't. I'm through it. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a way out and that might look different for different people. For me, finding these bomb ass toppers that takes me five seconds to get ready in the morning and I'm just absolutely loving it, loving getting ready, loving putting my hair on, loving dressing up. I, If you told me this back when I was 22 and struggling every morning to get ready and hating what I saw in the mirror with my hair, I would have just, I would have been like, where is this product? Give it to me right now. I would have got so many years back from my 20s when I was just struggling. All I could do was think about my hair loss. All I could do was look at everyone's hair for years, for years. So in my opinion, like, yes, go through all the treatments, do everything you need to do, but resulting to hair wearing, that's not giving up. That's actually taking back control. That's taking back power. That's accepting your situation, what is going on with you, and actually embracing it. Wearing hair is freaking fun. It's the best thing. It Honestly, you're going to have the best hair in the room. And you don't need to stress about it. Like, you could do anything in your top or a wig. You can run, gym, swim, like, you know, different hairstyles. It is freeing when something that's holding you back so much like your hair loss that you can't control and you find a solution like toppers, like wigs, it changes your life and it gives you the freedom to just focus on the things that are important to you. We don't want to sit there focusing on our hair loss. I don't want to sit there like analyzing my hair in the mirror, comparing, counting strands that I've lost in the shower. I don't want to do that. I've got so many other things that I want to do. I don't want to do that. Gosh, I lost so many, so much time, lost so many opportunities, like professionally, personally, I lost friends because I just didn't want to do things with them because I was just worried about what my hair was going to look like at the time. What a sad existence that I lived. And looking back at that girl, if I could speak to her, be like, Kimberly, like, just stop. Stop. Don't let your hair just stop you from living your life. 
Hello, my lovely friends here. I got a little bit cut off. I think I was getting a little bit too emotional there and a bit too inspirational. But but I just want to sign this off knowing, just know that I have been where you've been. And honestly, it feels like when you're in the midst of it, when you're in the thick of all of these feelings, feeling out of control, not knowing who to turn to, not knowing if life is going to be worth living even with less hair. And honestly, I had those thoughts, 100% had those thoughts, but just coming out on the other side, changing my mindset about my hair and about what I was going through, seeing it as part of me rather than something that was working against me is what I guess the key was. And then like, I guess a topper was just the cherry on top, on top. Well, it is on top. It's on top of my head, but it really was. It was the cherry on top of everything. Once I sorted through how I felt about it inside, adding a topper or a wig is just like an added layer that will make you feel even more amazing. So thank you so much for joining me here today. I hope this gave you some, maybe a different perspective or something to new to think about or a different way to view what's happening with your hair. And I will see you in the next episode. I'm so excited and talk to you then.